Hi everybody, and welcome to the really overdue review, the full album review, may I say, for K. Reno's Mind Vision album. My name is Holden Stefanbroy. This is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down the new-ish hip-hop albums track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. And today, the, the, the album that I'll be discussing is K. Reno's Mind Vision Project. As you can tell by the, the thumbnail and the title and all that, that's not the point. I'm going to just kind of run my thoughts at you, kind of tell you what I think. I look forward to seeing your comments. I know how passionate the K. Reno fan base really is. And I think this is uh, it's going to take some time to go through each of these tracks. So I'm trying to cut the intros down, waste a little bit less time than I used to in the past. So special thanks in advance to the Patreon. It's Mel Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. We'll touch on that at the end. But now it's time to talk a little bit about K. Reno. I like to start off all the album reviews, kind of contextualizing my familiarity with the artist. I mean... Y'all are K Reno fans. I know that because the people who click on K Reno stuff are freaking hardcore K Reno fans. I know it is because my cousin is one of these people who is a K Reno fan of such tenacity. So I feel like y'all are going to come here and check out my review. When I first started, I would run my mouth a little bit. I would say some stuff, act a little bit cocky. Didn't do me very well. Started telling people, yo, this is how deep into the fandom I am. This is my familiarity with stuff. People were a little bit more understanding in the comments. I love comments we can interact whatever you're going to tell me i'm going to read it i'm going to answer you personally and i look forward to those interactions but for k reno for years my cousin was hounding me he was hounding me was saying review k reno jump on that k reno check out k reno and for years i ignored him when i say years i'm talking like i got into hip-hop like proper started making my own music in like 2012 he was telling me about it back then like he's been a a hardcore fan for like more than a decade so steve Ryu, you the you the one you know you dude actually talks to k reno like he's he's love he's elevated his fandom for a lot of y'all that think you the number one fan he, he has you in contendership i digress so k reno is a, a presence in my life whether i like it or not just because my cousin is there i am part of a couple of k reno uh groups and this isn't my first k reno review the first time uh we discussed it we did k reno's uh album crap the one that came out in 2017 before the four piece i can't remember it now anyway that one it was beautiful the one with like many many great tracks on it this is terrible uh the 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 mightier than the sword or whatever that album it was my first real like run through and i thought it was brilliant i think it was one of those album reviews where i gave over a 4.5 and the entire time we said k rhino so when you go watch that review if you do care to keep in mind we have learned how to say the man's name properly then time passes and Kirino does something quite incredible and he drops the four piece and he drops the the four piece while i'm on vacation so oh i came out and then i was on vacation like right after so i spent like a whole bunch of time basically transcribing half the album's worth of songs because the lyrics were not available online i sacrificed a few days of my life to prep for these reviews and i was well rewarded because as i started putting out the first review the second review the third review we got a hold of mr scally scow big love to scally scow we've been uh, kind of facebook uh, status buddies for the last year or so guys legit does work with k reno direct they go on lives and stuff here and there so scally scow i appreciate him he's a legitimate player true to my heart uh like a true guy like in terms of ethics and whatnot true to my heart in that regard um he links it up and the next thing you know we're going live like doing an interview with k reno and then a couple weeks later i did another review so i did have the great pleasure of having like an hour-long conversation with k reno over the internet which just which just is kind of nuts if i think about it still it's one of the most interesting things that has happened on this channel in my opinion so it's the the main video on this channel if you click go to youtube.com slash behind that suit so you can check that out if you haven't seen it i'm certain most people who are clicking on this video by this point may have seen it just you know it's it's one of those videos that still gets comments so thank you k reno fans who took the time it's almost 2,000 views on that video which for me is cool numbers so thank you k reno fans for for showing love like that it's real cool i've also been watching k reno's youtube channel grow and uh it's it's kind of cool to see him like embrace the technology and to like try out some stuff like the way he marketed mind vision was fascinating like there's this facebook group and like my cousin's a part of that so i watched all this promotion happen and you know 
know, the Andrea lady that's on the album, she did some, like, promotional work. Like, what do you guys think about the title? Don't worry. I'm going to get to that. Um, just a few other things. Uh, my cousin was apparently shipped the, the poster for the in the My Bike video, which was cool. That's uh, And I don't know. Like, it's just cool to watch them engage with fans and to watch them, like, play the internet the way that I, I hope people of, like, the wisdom level of a K-Reno kind of bring to the table um i don't know there i did watch his coronavirus status updates um i don't want to touch too much on that i just want to say none of us really are scientists so i agree that the media is propagating a lot of stuffs all i know is the information i'm getting is saying stay the fuck home because whether it's a nefarious plot for doom or whether it is just an innocuous virus spread from a wuhan meat farm or whether it's in my opinion a plan to kill a bunch of old people to deal with social security which i could run through like it doesn't really matter we have two choices as people we can stay the fuck home and you know do what we got to do to avoid human interactions and social distance so for myself been in the apartment with bonnie all week it's uh it's gonna be probably a good couple of months is it terrible kind of it's, it's an awful idea to think that soon where i live in quebec may actually be shut down with some kind of martial law to keep us inside but then you go look at something like in italy where they waited to do something like this and the death counts insane like i think like i saw 850 people died yesterday as of recording this and we're talking march 21st today so i'm like yo my dad is like susceptible to stuff and like I don't know if all we have to do is stay at home who the fuck cares who's responsible in this moment let's just be responsible stay in social distance do all the crap i did a lot of research into this topic because i read and i just recommend that you don't watch youtube videos get your knowledge from like eyes to words on paper and think for yourself with that because when people talk to you in videos and they don't cite their sources specifically and you don't go read the source material it's hard to have the same appreciation and understanding because reading is the best way in my opinion to process words and hearing people talk you're influenced by the way they spit the words i'm influencing you right now everybody on the camera the tone the look on my face it's how it's how i act here i could concoct all sorts of tales and whatnot i try to convince you with stuff so when audio visual material is processed at just the end of the day it's it's just people talking at you with opinions and whatnot at least when you go read the words it's simpler for your brain to be able to translate the tonality to see the manipulation in action because you can process the words and look at what they actually mean but when i'm speaking at you i can charismatically if well you might not think i'm charismatic but i could use magic tricks on you i could edit the video in such a way to perfection i could do all sorts of stuff personally i don't edit a lot for the sake of authenticity and trustability just keep it in mind and when you do your research read it that's all i wanted to say for those of you who did watch those videos because the way he presented that information didn't sit a thousand percent right with me it was very like i know what i'm talking about but i didn't hear the re the, the the sources i got told to read up on it but here's the thing i have read up on a lot of this stuff i have done the research and i came to very different conclusions than mr carino so i'm not trying to say he's wrong i'm not trying to challenge him i'm trying to say that as a person who has you know read up in it and read the materials of what the scientists are publishing and avoided the media and especially any form of audio visual versions i like to read this like i said my conclusions are drastically different if you guys want me to pursue that topic with more my thoughts on coronavirus yeah i said the word kill the monetization youtube um if you guys want that and want me to discuss it further let me know in the comments please don't come at me all hater like i'm just i'm just saying do some research don't just trust me don't trust him don't trust anybody and don't and don't there's nothing wrong with staying home anyway with that out of the way let's get back on track to the mind vision album review i do apologize if somebody was offended by my words there or felt like it was not related to the topic but the beauty of having a platform and not being a corporate sellout is you can kind of do what you want on your platform and to just double down on like the kind of person i am in terms of being like a, a corporate take the money versus not as we'll talk you know there's a track on here that kind of calls out the people who take the money for silence i filmed a satirical music video criticizing my company at work like i filmed a music video at work in the office that's pretty like that's just the kind of person i am i'm not really worried about losing my job or income or whatever 
I digress. I do like being employed. I'm grateful I can keep my job through these times. So for the next long while, I'm still going to get paid and my life's not going to be disrupted that much because I'm pretty much a homebody. Certain things are going to change. But for a lot of people, man, apparently like 500,000 people in Montreal alone needed to apply for unemployment. The stuff is stuff's getting to get real and people are gonna die so i don't know just take it all serious i guess had to get that off my chest ever since i, I watched that those videos from k reno earlier i just had to see what he had to say and then you know they're very recent ones on his channel so you know i digress i love this album and I hope I didn't lose y'all there. I do love this album. And I think it's one of the better albums I heard. I, I kind of wish I had gotten to it sooner. It is about three months late now. It came out in December of 2019. And I would say I didn't make a best of list. It's kind of a good thing. Because this album would have deserved to have been on that list. And I wouldn't have been able to put it there until like now. So I love the the cover. And it's just kind of like his, his eyes are blocked out. Like he's locked into some kind of like an information matrix. And his his mind is producing vision almost like this virtual reality type thing and i love the kind of way the cover works because i have a vr headset and it kind of feels like that you cover up your eyes maybe it's a little more over the head i mean it's like you're drifting away and if i think about astral projection as a track as i look at this cover which i don't normally cite the album but y'all probably already heard it then it kind of like puts me in that phase where like we're gonna take this outer body experience with Kareena where his mind's words are his mind is going to be like explored through his words which are going to kind of give us a good sense of what's going on inside it like almost he's gonna paint this like canvas of what's going on in his mind and how it how it's all put together and when I think about the title mind vision I'm left with like that sense of inner truth uh, of who you are like every one of us is guided in my opinion by some kind of force inside of us whether or not we acknowledge it we fight it we embrace it whatever but i feel like when you're attuned and in line with this force that guides you within you i like to think it's like a spirit of god type thing kind of channeling through me through my christian upbringing and my jewish you know ethnicities and whatnot so i take that monotheistic approach it's the simplest way for me to process this kind of thinking but I can't feel like when I'm in line with all of that, I get to unlock what's called this mind vision, which is when you get to kind of see the ebbs and flows of life. And you're able to almost make kind of grandiose predictions and you're able to kind of see the different strings that connect the different stuff together. It's where you take that time to educate yourself so that you can go on a YouTube video with absolute conviction, look at a microphone and say some stuff. It's so that when the words come out of your mouth, it's like communicating all like in synchronous with this greater purpose and vision that is brought to you from like your third eye inner mind type stuff. So it's almost like I feel like your mind vision is the clarity of your inner purpose and when you can see that you've like unlocked this mind vision it's almost like unlocking like a harder mode maybe it's not correct a thousand percent i'm not a thousand percent sure what Kareno did i do love the post they put where they kind of ask what do you take from it and i love the fact that the title has that what do you take from it element is real strong it's a really good title and it's two words it's succinct it's good copy it is of all the albums i've covered by Kareno, my favorite title so far um the cover's corny and the way a dad joke would be he's a dad age he's like late 40s love it it's what i hope for and want from men of his age so it's a cool cool title cool, cool cover is what i'm trying to say i digress still a whole bunch of trash to get through let's talk about marching the massacre so I'm going to go into it by saying that I believe K. Reno has a few core like types of songs he makes. He's got the flashing song where he basically unlocks lyrical bullets and flows and it's just constant bars. And it's like this journey to go through the way he can manipulate sounds to kind of punch you and create these flows with the words connecting together. Everything will make sense. It's like bars for days tracks. That's what this song is. But he also has some other core types like the story song where it's specifically about a story. And then there's the message song where he's like trying to convey a particular point through bars. And I love the fact that Kareena will give us a versatility of these three like main types of song showcasing range. And one thing I came to expect coming into this is that every song would kind of be about something different and give us something different because 
to date that's what i gotten from k reno so far so why would i expect anything different this comes in with this beautiful track uh from supreme tracks and may i just say for the lyrics thuggish ruggish raw he put in an insane amount of time transcribing these lyrics i see a whole bunch of k reno fans all day long talking about the best ways to support him spending a ton of time listening to his music on repeat and like none of these people is really taking the time to transcribe his lyrics when the album dropped it took over a month for this to come out i know thuggish ruggish raw hand uh, uh held down a huge heavy weight of doing that so fans of k reno with his upcoming albums coming if y'all want to help the man and get some stuff going take that time transcribe his album lyrics get it up there fast so that people can jump on it a lot quicker and not just the reaction channels that aren't going to give you the kind of commentary y'all claim you want so i'm just saying fans this is on you that it took so long for this review to come the delay is because it took forever for the lyrics to come and i mean as much as it's like you could say i listen to it i did Kirino is an extremely clear rapper supreme tracks on this one brings this fucking powerful banging beat this orchestral feel as it just feels like drums and pounding at this slower cadence and Kirino does it insane justice but i can't remember it all because i'm not one of those super fans that remembers all the lyrics and like that i kind of at this point of review do not want to mess up and remember incorrectly it is so helpful to be able to point out how dope his bars is by saying and looking at the words in front of me my quotes got strokes and thrombosis the dopeness encroaches and pokes leaving its host with throats bloated as blowfish and i'm like yo i know i can't deliver it like Kirino can because his delivery is just I was thinking about it today. He has this like melodic angle to the way he does it where he morphs all of these words to like the core syllable sound and rides that like a wave. Like his flow is just impeccably done. It's just it's just like it's icy is all i'm trying to say i really enjoyed it and basically the whole way through it's gonna be he's amazing he's the best smartest brightest most brilliant i am making a little bit of an effort to make these reviews a little more concise so i mean i could go anywhere in this track like rappers losing balance and staggering never grasping what's happened to arrogant fabricants with drafts and natural with saturant tracks attracting your plasma and acting that's coagulant like all of it follows the same freaking like it's got like this same sounds the way he bounces his syllables together it just keeps this flow and this cadence where it just hugs the beat perfectly in the pocket in such a way where it's just it's just masterfully done his his use of language is great like like the way he says coagulant at the end you're like i forgot coagulant was a word was my first thought it's so cool that like he reminded me of this word's existence the fact that he has such a staggeringly diverse array of wordplay to choose from his vocabulary is so diverse it's like he can milk the shit out of like these flows and rhyme schemes and just keep it going and going and just when you think he's done he drops a word like coagulant on you to like kind of tie it uh, tie it all together this track it just explosive you know um i am not the kind of guy that can listen to something like this and just easily pick a favorite bar and i'm absolutely certain that we could go through this and go that every single bar in this shit is absolutely on the same level like i love the way he says shit like after blowtorching the beat i wander off in my sleep performing surgeries on random people walking the street and if you gossip a pop open your top quick as a locksmith my whole closet is stocked with big boxes of drop kicks and it's just the imagination there like for one thing he doesn't really swear on this album so as he's going through this more aggressive style right keep in mind he's not cussing so he's not relying on filler words like fuck shit and all that stuff where come on everybody out there that swears on earth we all know that sometimes sometimes we throw in a little fucking because it makes the cadence flow now kirina takes the um the harder route where instead of throwing in fucking he'll modify the flow or the syllables or combine the words in such a way to just make it work perfectly i digress um i really think this song is amazing it is just one hard-hitting verse that comes through and just kind of smacks you in the face um just to show you what i mean i like when he goes and he's attacking his little rapper person i know i strike faster than you ever did when i'm being hesitant see and i like how he does this kind of larger than life character where 
if you listen to his music, he's just literally bigger than Chuck Norris ever was. Like he is the Chuck Norris of hip hop. He is just great in terms of what the Chuck Norris meme is. So he strikes faster than you did, even when he's being hesitant. So while he's hesitating and la di da di, he still is quicker than you because he's freaking like able to think a gajillion thoughts at once in two seconds. Do I find it literal? No. Do I find it fun as fuck? Kind of, yeah. It's like dad joke hard bars. And it just, but not just any dad. He's the kind of dad you know could kick the shit out of you if you mess around with his daughter so you don't. Because while he might be a dad, he's a scary fucking dad. He doesn't curse. He'll still fuck you up. And that's what I like about the way K. Reno goes in hard. It's super fun to listen to. Um, but yeah, so after he kind of does the hesitant line, smite you with one punch, but he felt it twice. Again, playing on that like supernatural feel to who he is. I'm under a sweltering light, pricely redeveloping melted ice. He yelled for Christ right after he felt the knife. That's when I selfishly dealt the spice that would quickly stifle his helpless life. And I just like the fact that in all of that, it's like he just goes to this detail of, of him coming through and he's raping this person, stabbing him, and he's calling on for Christ. And just in that moment, he kind of has the compassion and it's just to end his life so he can be done with this kind of like whatever. I liked it. I liked the whole track. I think it starts off the album great. I think the way he fucking bounces off the beat is stellar. I love the fact that he can change up the flow, use multiple like core sounds to kind of just run through how smart he is, how... You know what I like about it? The way he brags, he brags in a way that kind of exemplifies intelligence, wisdom, and strength of more of a core spirit rather than a materialistic wealth. Like, he's not bragging that he's fucking more girls. He's not bragging that he's on better dope. He's bragging that he's got this intellectual superiority that his mind vision will destroy you. But it's also fascinating because I do believe there's a bit of a story arc to this album in terms of trying to put forth a mindset on how to navigate these tough times. So he's laying it down in the beginning that he's willing to march and he's willing to fight and he's willing to be that person. And I love that because it's not just showing how hard it is. It's showing like his character. Like, and if you gossip, I'll pop open, whatever. It's not just them coming for you. It's them coming at these bad characteristics and people. So there's these subtle cues about who not to be. Like he sets a precedent for elite development. You know, he's trying to come out here and show you what he's trying to be a role model again and i love that about k reno 4.5 on 5 it's not a 5 on 5 for me there is a bit of this sound the slow tempo-ness that is not my thousand percent gonna throw it on for me a 5 on 5 has to have a certain energy that's gonna make me want to come to that track every single day or it has to be so stellar that it reaches this pinnacle of perfection this is an amazing track don't get me wrong compared to a lot of other stuff like i I've, I've just heard better K Reno tracks, okay? I've heard better ones. And as an example of a better K Reno song I've heard, Astral Projection. I love this track. So, the one thing I think that if I could have said I was really hoping to hear from K Reno personally, and this is my preference, is a fast paced, upbeat, kind of bouncy, quick paced song. The kind of thing like when it starts off with, tonight I'll practice astral projection, step out of myself and grasp introspect, like that kind of tricky shit. Now, I'm not saying K Reno can't do it, he just literally did it on this song. What I am saying is he typically goes a little bit slower and clearer. He's, he's a message driven rapper and message dripping rappers rely less on tricks because they know the power of their words are going to work but i love the fact that k reno came in and did some tricky shit here because to date astral projection is now my favorite k reno song because it just brought it to me in a way that beat anu genetics fire i'm just throwing out the do 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 kind of sounds over that bounciness it just hits me in a way it just makes me want to move i've been losing weight like a motherfucker so now i can dance a little bit more because i got some energy you drop like 50 plus pounds you start dancing because you just can't you still keep the leg strength you just lost a lot of the top half so that means i've been moving and when this shit comes in i just can't help it i start like trying my little white boy two-step is super fucking fun but what's really cool about this track is it's more of like again that message that i was trying to talk about so if you look at what he's describing in this track, it's like this ability to kind of levitate with your mind, have like an out-of-body experience, and literally through astral projection, you know, kind of have this moment of looking down over yourself, over the world and everything, almost like 
you're escaping your mind and i've heard about this through like prisoners and stuff who like the more conscious and self-aware people who are like locked in jail or for a real real long time who describe this sense of freedom they can have by unlocking their mind to a point where what they describe sounds like what Karina is describing here in astral projection where they can send their mind out into the world and and nothing can kind of keep them projected and then i think about you know how there's stuff like hood politics and whatnot that kind of give you a frame of mind of where where he where he lives in houston and let's be real houston is one of the the less safe places out there it's, it's proper hood it's not like montreal where the homicide rate is tiny and yes people here will tell me it's probably greater than what's reported but it's very safe to live in montreal either way um so when i think about that right away as you're going into battle so in your first track the second track follows through with a kind of way to cope with the situation so i love just part of the lines like um so you know traveling in a supernatural direction on a fast path to master perfection i laid in the bath and tried to rest easy felt the energy inside my life leave me the theory what that i was using was now proven um i looked down at it and my body was not moving he wasn't using or substance abusing i could have been hallucinating but it was soothing so basically what we have is a sober Reno, i guess lying in a bathtub trying to relax and meditate i can almost picture some candles maybe some incense burning to set a tone and then he's able to levitate from his mind and he escapes and but like it's almost like what you're supposed to achieve through meditation it's like getting to that deepest sense of who you are so that to the point where you break out onto that hook but like it's almost like we're getting it for the first time like he finally achieved this in the first verse like his first expression of this deep sense of like inner peace and understanding as his mind's flying into the greater realms and then you get to that beautiful hook where he sings out like so now i'm floating through the sky looking out of my body from a place so high relaxing i don't know i love it i just think it sings beautiful and i like the words you know so he's floating he's looking down he can't use nothing but his mind then he goes through space and time to this earthly shell of mind he's no longer confined and it's just this idea that like your body is kind of here and part of the reason i love reading so much is because reading gives my mind that kind of escape that he's describing in that that chorus when you're reading about some crap in the 1500s it's almost like you're here in the 1500s for 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 a little bit and i like how in the second verse he flows through and he's like i'm merely trying to test out the theory i spoke clearly yet nobody they could hear me i'm cruising like me and the planet earth's exclusive totally aware i'm conscious and lucid so i like how it's like he accidentally achieved this state he was just kind of like fucking around he's trying to test out something he read and it worked and now he's flowing around and he's happy and he's got this like almost like special aladdin magic carpet ride going on with earth right now and i just i like the overall tone of it like i was able to see no longer enslaved in the grief my spirit was overtaken with a wave of relief i could feel my anatomy when it started to heal which revealed you got to destroy in order to build and it feels like he has to escape the dark toxicity of the situation and have this almost out-of-body experience in order to have the clarity required and we'll get to that throughout the album i think like i said there's a bit of a tone but to have the clarity required to be able to cope with the harder situations and it's basically why people say meditate so you can do what he's describing here in this song and achieve like the same kind of thing um and then I like how he's kind of like flows in the third verse. The rough water I navigated was now steady to re-enter the body. I exited was ready. Carefully, I was striking downwards trajectory, but panicked a second because my body was rejecting me. And then, you know, basically it's kind of harder for him to come back in. And he kind of like his body and him have a little beef. Like had it forgotten the best of me and unexpectedly set me in effigy. Effigy is a great word. I love the fact that K. Reno has this level of uh, diction. Let me Google the definition to make sure we all know what effigy means. Because I'll be honest, if I try to spit by a nah, I might fuck it up. A sculpture or model of a person. That's what effigy means. So basically, him and his body are beefing. You know, his body doesn't want to let him in, so he couldn't get through. He felt like, uh, so sorry, the pervasive allure he's chasing before was no longer a priority case anymore. I couldn't get through, feeling like an incompetent fool to consolidate the two was all I wanted to do. Then I got a sign word I was hoping to find. Stop trying to enter the body and go through the mind. So in a sense, I feel like this song is kind of putting a metaphor. You leave through the body with your bodily desires and flesh. Let's say your hedonism. You want to fuck. You want to smoke. You want to do your things. 
And then after you have this experience, almost like a baptism, a rebirth of sorts, you come down through the body realizing all this new shit. You realize how to achieve the greater stuff. You realize how to march through the madness. Not You go to the madness, now you've gotten through it. You're ready to go on to the next phase. You realize your body still is accustomed to the always. And instead of getting your body to maybe behave, you have to control the mind which really controls the body. And I feel like it's just a good metaphor for gaining control of your mind and whatnot. I think it's a banging beat. It's an interesting subject matter of a track. Definitely fun to listen to. Give it a five on five. Love it. Let's talk about a story-driven track with a little message tucked in. It's The Cleansing Room. This is a story track, meaning... For the full impact of this, it is just listening to the story. It isn't like loaded necessarily with metaphor and whatnot. In fact, the whole story could be described as a metaphor for just kind of, I don't know, life. What needs to happen? A social sort of cleansing room. So through astral projection, we find out that Kay Reno has the vision of what needs to happen. So I believe in the cleansing room, he's trying to point out just the flaws and the toxicity of the various education sources so it, you know it starts off in a rainy night around noon he's found himself trapped and locked in and uh, sound room so just like starts off in saw kind of chained to some shit i'm picturing it like that then there's five other people in the room nobody knows what's up and then he realizes the identity and he he discovers each one was a doctor one was a priest a politician teacher and cop were the other three and then he's there as a rapper. Uh, we were all nervous. What's the point of being here, etc. And then all of a sudden, the jigsaw voice comes through, sounding remarkably like a deeper K. Reno singing. You are in the cleansing room. I love it. I like this hook a lot. I think it's one of the most hooky hooks on the project. I found myself singing along by the end of the first one just because it's pretty simple lyrics. But you are in the cleansing room. There will be a cleansing soon. Leading into impending doom. So it sounds like a bunch of motherfuckers are going to die. We don't really know what's up yet in the story. But K. Reno will bring us through it. So in the second verse, everyone's freaking out. You know, Then he kind of starts and focuses in on the doctor. And he takes the time to say, basically, the doctor, he's like, you're here because you prescribe people with a bunch of medicines, indulging in the pharmaceuticals, evil greed. Uh, you didn't give patients the good treatments. You gave them a bunch of bullshit. And especially if you look at the Oxycontin uh, situation and the various drug epidemics that can, in a lot of ways, be triggered back to greedy doctors. Like, I'll be honest. One time I walked into a doctor, uh, one time, like a walk-in clinic. I told them I'm depressed. I got pills one time. They just gave me me fucking antidepressants why i don't know probably money it was just a sampler she had that one so i got that one um so i like the fact that karino is taking the time to kind of point out that a doctor who just is a slave to a system and doesn't bother to treat people correctly is probably a fucking asshole and so because one of my favorite lines because love of money drove you to practice your craft poorly then he looks at the teacher and he talks about knowingly teaching them false history to your students and how you stayed silent as all your moral fiber was decayed and to which i realized that like i don't think he's trying to typecast all doctors as evil and all teachers as evil because yo there's definitely a bunch of teachers that don't know fuck all about history and think they're teaching truth but i think it's more to the point of even those people they're in a position that they're supposed to be the ones who know the truth and instead they're misleading people and that's bad and the politician well we don't hearing us like you i don't even need to describe it my mr politician or evil ways have never switched oppressive policies may for the benefit of the rich he spoke to the cop who had just to be stopped for the racial harassment of black people he shot fair it's typical stuff doesn't need to spend time describing why the uh, cop and the 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 you know they don't they don't it's pretty clear everyone understands that the systemic racism in the police department is a problem the militarization of the police forces led to shoot first ask questions later and a lot of other bullshit simultaneously politicians is fucking dicks and do shit for money just look at mr trudeau in a pipeline where he's violating a treaty with a bunch of natives in order to make some bank even though fracking and all this other shit is what it is i digress then he goes after the priest and he's like you fuck kids and that's bad fair i completely agree this is terrible but then karina's like okay uh why am i here and then basically uh, i like the way his flow goes he said you can make sounds that potentially can influence you can bring the people to truth or you can bring them to ruins the decision is up to you what will you do with your voice i hope that you witness here will help you render your choice and then everybody gets fucked up and karina's like i'm gonna be a true speaker bringing the real shit to the kids and he 
dips up. And something that I find fascinating here is in a lot of ways, in many periods of history, the artists and the poets and, and shit like that were like the historical truth tellers when everything else was politicized and whatnot. So I love this. I try to be a truth teller with my music. I try to, to be inspired to like pursue this. I try to be a truth teller on this platform, even if my truth might get fucked up or maybe you don't disagree with everything. Like my little uh, commentary on K Reno at the very beginning of this video point is is i would rather do what i can to use everything of my gifts to empower to to help people build uh, like carino's K- K- actually been a huge influence in terms of shaping the more adult side of my life because end of the day how many rappers are telling you how to be like a proper man and carino's doing that so i'm gonna try and be like that and try to drop my own version of being a proper man as i'm in my early 30s now anyway i think it's got a crazy cool beat produced by young pro it's it's really enjoyable um I'm not the biggest fan of this kind of story song because by like listen eight, I know what's going to happen. It's, it's lost a little bit of appeal. That doesn't take away from the quality of this song. So I'm giving it a 4.5. Let's move on to hood politics. I like the placement of this track uh, because right after describing a lot of, let's say, the poisons in the hood, you know, the cops, the politicians, the teachers, everybody in there that's kind of fucking shit up, we move into the other side of the hood, the more internalized hood politics. This is less of the oppressive forces attacking the system, which I believe Cleansing Room was trying to bring light up. This is the other side of the coin, the way that people treat each other in, inside of this. So it starts off with the very lovely Andrea Maria and uh, she I, I guess I've interacted with her on Facebook so that's cool thanks for answering me on Facebook when I did leave that one comment you did and then she describes wow it's getting real crazy out here everywhere we look we see crime poverty drug selling drug using prostitution homelessness we caught up in some true hood politics and it's just kind of outlined some of the more social issues framing what the song is and then I like how the chorus of this track addresses just the kind of skepticism you almost have to have just because they smile and laugh and when they pass them through doesn't mean they won't kill you who creates hood politics who orchestrates these hood politics so fact is this is the situation you can't necessarily trust the people around you and then he's questioning why is it like this um right away the first line of the first verse is another question how long will we continue to live in this condition most of us are living in a place where love is missing negligence and depending on government assistance wishing for a lake that we can hit it's nothing different hard to get some money so you almost out of luck now had to pull the stun and got a felony you stuck now did some time in prison it was rough you got busted couldn't find no work when you got out went back to hustling and so what i really appreciate here is how he's kind of showing uh how the system kind of plays out in the hood so this would be like like the there's a 13th amendment right to the u.s constitution i'm in canada i don't even know what the canadian slave situation is up here for prison but basically the 13th amendment makes slavery like a for-profit prison endeavor where you can lock motherfuckers up in prison and get them to do shit like make las enzas allegedly i don't know i'm not trying to get sued here but like like las enza or one of these brands and they could build that shit in a prison license plates whatever so motherfuckers are incentivized to put young black and other minorities into prisons in particular hoods so that they can get out they can can't get jobs there's no options they go in the back into the bad stuff they get locked back in again and boom these companies basically and effectively get free labor because the truth is they are perceived as profits so as Karina drops all this knowledge here i'm like yo that is kind of what's up and when you look at how it get how the hood got tore up it's uh we don't ask that question because a lot of people don't looking for a way to make people open their eyes up others making laws to guarantee we never rise up so the fact is there's is a system in place that is kind of utilizing the corruption in the hood for profit you know we'd be buying and we can't even afford it yeah this is kind of everybody I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody's the middle class is doing this too uh, money running through our hands, but somehow we the poorest. That's fair. There is um, demographic uh, information that shows that uh, a dollar stays in the black community for about six hours before it goes into some other culture's community. Consuming and not dealing, the cycle's never ending, not focused on business or land, too busy spending. And then I really appreciate how he's pointing this out throughout the rest of this verse, how the economic situation's whack and the priorities are, are wonky. Like when you spend all sorts of money on like a fly parallel whatever is instead of saving up for equity like people don't own land 
because they can't afford it and land is effectively the foundation of wealth like you're either gonna build a company and have a brand that is worth money or you're gonna have wealth of some kind through land and assets and people just kind of have a bunch of crap and then when he goes, we don't know no property, so gradually they come slow, buying up the hood and building high-rising condos. Yo, Montreal's in a fucking weird place for that. The uh, apartment vacancy rate is like under 1%, and last like July 1st, our moving day, there was like a five-figure amount of homeless people that just couldn't have homes that night, and like all over you're, you're watching affordable housing get wrecked and destroyed for these condos that people can't afford like the amount of paying rent if you were to ask me five years ago what i accepted i'd fucking like laugh in your face but now it's a good number and i can tell you my salary hasn't gone up to make me feel that way and it's it's a lot more life is like that so the fact that it and it really goes down in the hood especially if your place has houses like i'm i'm fortunate i live in a place with like apartment rent control if you it's all like apartments that are getting fucked up there's no there's nobody ever had houses in montreal that are getting fucked up like that but if your hood has houses i hear it's fucked up like it's real bad it's very different and it's a higher level of complication Anyway, um, then I like the attack on politicians and pharmaceuticals and, you know, kind of like just shit like silly videos that take our focus off of real life, broke our manhood, and now they shoot us and arrest us, living off our woman, now our women don't respect us, no one to protect us, ain't no, ain't no hope around me, how can he feed his family when he locked up in the county? And it's like, it's showing like just in this verse how, how like, uh, how many attacks to come from. So when you have people who show up when it's time to do photo ops and get some pictures and whatnot at re-election time or all the ridiculous shit that happens to black men online so that they get kind of made to look like buffoons and to a point where you know you know it feels like a lot of people don't really respect them um i don't know i kind of appreciate that i kind of appreciate how he ends this verse i feel like it's really an empowering tune that like shows a deeper message of what's going on in his environment it's like Reno offering his opinion on hood politics is highly welcomed because i truly believe he's an expert on this type of shit and it contextualizes um kind of the world he's in which it flows really well between the people who created the environment which we explored in the cleansing room and to what happens in the next track which i feel like flows the story into the end result of being in that environment so let's move oh sorry i gave hood politics a 4.5 i really like the kind of boppy feel to it i really enjoyed it but let's talk about the struggle made me great every now and again i feel like i hear a song that really just taps into the where i'm at in life feeling I'm a person who is struggling and becoming great because of that struggle. I mean, I've been doing these podcasts for over three years. I've made music for like almost eight years. And you can see that I'm not successful in numerical senses. Meanwhile, my ability to produce content in the middle of a quarantine and, you know, kind of still get like 15,000 steps in a day while not leaving my apartment makes me realize I've achieved some stuff, found ways to achieve greatness and health of both the mind and body in harsh times. And that's the foundation I was able to build. And so when I hear something like what Kirino's describing here, I just feel like it speaks directly to me because I haven't yet got there. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the middle of getting there. And so I like that. Um, you know, greatness is there for everybody if you're willing to chase it, you know? Like, it's almost like, yeah, I, I'm supposed to be getting this shit kicked out of me by life. All right, thanks, Gabriel. But, you know, he climbed a lot of mountains. He walked a lot of roads, had an open window, that open window closed. Used to dream of blowing up, touring, rocking shows. The more you starve for accolades, the more the hunger grows. And I can't even relate to that sentiment because I used to dream for a lot of the more megalomaniac rock star shit. But I'm not a sex symbol, so that shit's not happening for me right now. Probably never going to happen because I'm in my 30s. But that's cool because I can have, like, this whole other life that still gets attached to the creation process. Like, talking in his camera and having people actually listen to why not.
Anyway, I also fell in love with writing raps and all this, so I still write raps. I'm recording an album right now. You know, people are still trying. Well, people stopped trying to tell me to kill my dream once I said there were patrons involved. But up until that, people kept trying to tell me to kill my dreams, and people were all throughout my life kind of looking down on me. Keep your day job. I did keep my day job, but I also like my day job. It's not like I hate what I do, so it's very different. But my favorite line in this whole like album might just be. I kept doing my thing and washed the doubtful seeds away because making a plan B meant I didn't believe in plan A. And I'm like, damn, that's fair. I don't have a plan B. It's rap, podcast, create content, try to build that equity, go to work because it's like education. I, I get paid to do very similar things to what I do for fun in my spare time. So I really like that. And uh, the day that that stops kind of coinciding, I will have to leave because this is the plan and I'm committed to it. And I really, I really like that. I really like the idea that you can just chase your fucking dreams and go for it. And this dude's older than me. So if he's still going for his dreams and he's appreciating how the struggle made him great and he went through shit and it hardened him into a powerful weapon and stuff, I can learn from that and be inspired by that. So I am and I'm a, I really like it. Um, he went from Chitlin Circuit, he pushed and built his buzz, he was too young and underage, still getting in clubs, going to war with the hoods, trying to get a name, but when I look back on it now, I had to be insane, cause my city was wild and I was living in the midst, but God protects the humble soul and ignorance is bliss. So you have him here kind of looking back on his career and his path and some of the tomfoolery he may have gotten up to, um, kind of the whatever that happened in his neighborhood and then how God got him through it and kept him focused. And then he kind of took it serious and he practiced and he, he got he got kind of frustrated and jaded because, you know, pain uh, plus if you want the prize then pain becomes the payment hateful words seeded and some came out my mouth got tired of door slamming on me so i built my own house and that one there's another one i connected with yo i rapped for years and yes i got booked i was able to do like 50 or so shows but over the course of years so i did maybe eight to ten a year that's that's kind of small numbers you know granted my city isn't very kind for not charging you but that's still not amazing and then i built this little platform of mine and realized i can become the promoter and if i'm the promoter i can headline the show so behind that suit in theory was supposed to have uh, thrown a concert yesterday but that didn't happen because of quarantines yesterday being march 20th whenever this video comes out and so it is the future we're gonna do stuff live and even now like this microphone the camera all of this this room it's sound treated i can fucking record an album in here this is me saying i'm tired of the door slamming on me and this is me building my house so that i have this space to a point where i went from being somebody that was praying for like hand me handouts and whatnot to a person that has the equity to create and build and it's fucking dope and if you're wise and you let the bs push you where you need to be sorry and you let the bs push you where you need to be confidence was big till you let the debtors shrink it you you heard you couldn't win so many times you start to think it that's when you start to feel the negativity the negativity is the norm don't be alarmed because motivation comes in many forms and i also can understand where he's coming up from here because yo some days you wake up and it's not easy and I appreciate it because Carino is effectively putting the grind of every entrepreneur in history down into this song, honestly. This is the shit the rappers aren't telling you, but they all probably went through. Even the ones that got famous quick had their own version of this track. So anybody that makes it sound easy is lying to your fucking face. And anybody that got great had to have some struggle that went through it. I don't know. The third, uh, I like how the third verse kind of ties it in so to what we discussed in hood politics and kind of contextualizing as a people, there's a struggle going on. So trying to break our behavior with statements that I gave in hopes that I can take your mind from Satan to the savior. You're going to lose a lot of homies right now. You stressed and lonely. The more painful the road, the stronger the testimony. See, I only eat the realness and regurgitate the phony to everyone who ever spent a daughter with your homie. You know, just know that I got love for each supporter who cares and asking me for autographs when I should be asking for dares so here he kind of shows that his like mission statement to change shit and he's showing some appreciation to his fans like my cousin dropped money on his album i said yeah i've only made six dollars selling music i'm kind of in debt on that front i will support people once i get some dollars too um 
You can subscribe to my Patreon if you really like what I do here. It would be so helpful. I am in debt over this shit. And it's okay. Moving all along. I love the humility he puts there. And he shows you how to behave with people. How to appreciate what's up. And I love when he goes, And, uh, and rejection became the biggest blessing that you can get. And the message that work ethic is a preface is legit. So is success predestined is the question I submit. So you don't minimize your purpose because your dreams are yet to flourish. And it's real easy for me to tell you to get discouraged. My words are just to help not to put below myself because I struggle with the same problems as everybody else. So what he's doing here is kind of wondering about how to get success. In theory, we all can go and put in this work ethic and grind and put ourselves through this mean grinder and achieve that level of success. And if you're patient and you understand that the struggle makes you great, you're going to get it. It's just a matter of when and to what degree. But you can have it. And Karino is trying to encourage you with this. And I felt this song just spoke directly to me. I felt very inspired by it. I thought it was fucking cool in the context of this album too. Because it totally fits after describing a track about struggle. It's like a little bit of the, okay, we've talked about some of the badness out there. Why don't we discuss a little bit how we're going to deal with the situation. And then we're going to go back to talking about the problem a little bit. So before we do that. I gave this tune a 5 on 5. Absolutely love the beat. Absolutely love the entire feel of it. Let's move on to track 6, which is called Secret War. I like this beat. Falero did a great job. It's got this intensity to it. It's got this flow to it. It just kind of builds on it. And K. Reno feels like he's got a more aggressive tone. Like he's ready to come in and tell us what's up. He's describing the secret war. Uh, which is an attack on black masculinity. It would be like in a sentence. And... I don't know that I'm the right person to comment on what K. Reno's going to bring up in topics because the truth is I haven't looked into any of this with the same level of detail. I do not listen to uh, Mr. Louis Farrakhan very much. Like his teachings, I've, I've never really listened to. Um, I do have a very top-level understanding of Nation of Islam and 5%ers. So I don't know his, his, his root is like source material for a lot of what he's going to say in this track so i don't know if i'm in a position to do it but mr k reno if you watch this and you would love to have a conversation on camera where we could discuss some of the nuances of tracks like this and where you get your information i would i would love that and i think some of your 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 fans would also really appreciate that so if you're a fan and you would appreciate that go bug k reno and tell him to come do a part two with me on that interview front um but I like how it starts off, you know. For those who don't know what's being done, it's time for me to tell you what's being done and who's doing it and uh, tell you a little bit about what they do and how they try to turn us into that. So it's it's kind of letting you know there is something happening. Kirino's got the answers and he's going to share that information with you. And I love where his approach is with this because I do think music should be this, this role. So this is the new normal. Everyone's too carnal. Everyone is kind of carnal. Everything is kind of about sex. Not like a fucking slut in my mind if i wasn't in a committed relationship i would be an absolute whore but um i kind of get where he's coming from sometimes it feels like it used to be like kind of g-code like we all kept it on the low and now it's real in your face when the strong becomes uh suppressed effects are too harmful who are the life-altering pushers of this type of message black men are glad to put on addresses a rite of passage i'm like ooh, we're going down this path um i don't know man i Personally, I don't give a shit what men wear. You want to wear a dress, wear a dress. But I don't, white guys look kind of fancy for a while, we'll say. Uh, the self-degrading path to cash deeply impacts your mental. The consequential aftermath of this was accidental. So senseless, we don't even see our own divinity defenseless against the swarm of masculinity. Um, I would I would argue there is this attack on black masculinity. Like, in a lot of ways, um, I find... There are a lack of strong black role models out there. The black role models are often kind of put on in a bit of a comical masquerade. You could argue there's a lot of feminizing that happens there. I don't know enough about this to really comment, but I find it to be really interesting to listen to. The fact that he's writing this in serious rap song with this anger in his voice and it's like he's fucking mad that this is happening. It's bigger than money and material favors black and status in this world because he already given us that he baited you with things to alter your behavior track and make distractions to keep you from claiming greatness back. Covered your eyes so with him we won't break our ties and never realize that it's in our hands the power lies. 
So I think it's interesting because he kind of is saying that by playing into this white dude's world and letting him emasculate us we are blinding ourselves from seeing the strength of building up our own communities and shit and i get his point for the most part i kind of get it i don't think wearing dresses is really the biggest deal and let dudes wear makeup and colorful hairs and shit but i'm also on team colorful hairs and shit like if i could i'd have a fucking red mohawk right now so i don't know man masculinity have a strange relationship where i feel like what i perceive to be alphas are pretty beta and they think i'm a fucking little whatever so i roll the way i roll and i try to just represent it as i see it but i like the the chorus here we're casualties in a secret war he goes no 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 a bunch every minute it's just feeling like they keep killing us even more to stacking the bodies up and I, in a lot of ways like, i kind of can only imagine what it's like to be carino watching everything change in the way it is i imagine one day i'll go through my own version of that too and i might feel similar to the way he does um I follow the original is scripture, uh, but so now you see us as visible before the world carrying our rituals. The route consists of sex on many casting couches, Luciferian matches encrypted in their outfits. The contract writers who hire you require this and fly you through the cycle of Zionist entitlements. Top rabbis and pedophile Jews get their values from the Babylon Talmud. They don't live by the Torah, they live by these rules. So if you were going to argue that a bunch of... See, I don't, I don't know anything about these top rabbis and pedophile Jews, and I understand that there are probably a lot of corrupt fucking dirty Jews in the entertainment industry that control a lot of this shit, and they happen to all be Jewish. I know that I heard this line, and I'm like, man, this just makes it sound like Jews are fucking awful. So I'm hoping he's not talking about all Jews, because I'm a Jew, and like, man, most people I know are just fucking decent and not fucking pedophile as hell. Most Jews I know aren't even fucking giving a shit about Israel. They're not Zionists. They're just people who live here and happen to have been snip snip slash being a lady. Um, and I know a lot that do live by the Torah, but I feel like he is describing like a, per a particular things. Like, like, is he talking like raping babies? Is this related to the way that the rabbi kind of sucks a dick a little bit in the fucking snip snip procedures? Like, I don't fucking know. It's It's just... I don't really know what he's going on about. I feel like he's making some bold proclamations and perhaps I know what he means by the route consisting of sex on many casting couches because in a sense, a lot of people can only have fame by metaphorically or literally fucking producers. Like this isn't just the porn version. It's like literally to get casted in roles in life. You have to do it. A lot of these rappers metaphorically sucked a lot of fucking dick, took some shit in their ass to get to where they are. I agree with Carino on that. I just kind of, I don't know. This verse just felt weird, but again, it's because I don't know the source material of what he means, so it felt weird. Um, anyway, sex trafficking, whatever. These principles are used to in their control of entertainment and applied to many of a desire to be famous, so they pay rappers and actors who are chasing dreams. And then, yeah, then present you as a girl in front of the magazine. So basically, they're taking a little Uzi Vert and they're dressing him up all pretty and, and giving him this stuff and putting him in front of everything and telling him you can have your dreams. And I, I, do, I do believe that there is an effort by a bunch of label executives to effectively emasculate success within poor communities by promoting a lot of bad shit. So I'm with K Reno on that. I just, yeah, I just thought his his choice of words in here was strong. Then again, he might have some great information. I wonder if, like, the album, for those of you who bought it, comes with, like, uh, here's my sources section, because that would be fucking fire. Um, then you got, you know, the third part where rap is, uh, music is being buried in the feminist era. Experimental chem uh, chemicals like Depot Provera are used scientifically as a medical weapon to shift our testosterone levels into recession. I, you know what, you know what actually fucks with our testosterone levels is a copious amount of sugar in our diets. So all the sugar that people eat is probably fucking up their testosterone levels too. You can Google that one. I'm not making that shit up. They lie and twist the truth plus they're able to comatose it in scientific proof is labeled as homophobic i mean i guess i guess that's true depending on what your scientific proof is um i don't know i don't know what else i can go on he's basically saying the gay agenda is gonna piss people off and how homosexuality i'm sure this is related to the idea that homosexuality can be used to kill gay people or spread aids throughout the hood or there's a lot of theories in this world um 
I've yet to see hard science personally. I've seen a lot of theories, a lot of look at these suspicious series of things we can connect together with a good video. Anyway, but he does come through and go, this song was made to conjure conversation, not for hate and condemnation. So I thought that line was interesting because it's a bit of a cop-out. You can't just say a bunch of shit and be like, well, I'm not trying to get hate and condemnation. So like, it kind of sounds like when people are, are dodging any potential criticism and he's he almost sounds like i'm not trying to take your shit i'm trying to have a conversation and then when you love people you handle them with patience so in a sense he's also saying if you disagree with me don't come at me aggressively let's have a real conversation about it apply the same level of courtesy that i'm applying to you which is why i approached this whole track the way it did because i don't have to necessarily agree with everything he said and i would love to have that conversation um the scheme against the black family smoked us the hood is broken hopeless and self-respect is no longer the focus all this i i mean yeah he's right i mean there's a lot of history to support what he's saying but truth can end a hypnosis through some damage that has been done but how can you fight a war if you don't even know you're in one and what's crazy is like as a guy who comes from poverty in montreal as a white dude and whatnot I find myself empathizing with a lot of what he's saying. I think there is a fucking contorted war against the middle class right now. It's against a lot more than just black people. There's just, it's a much bigger war and it's attacking a lot more people. And I just wish a lot of us could uh, could become like allies in this because yo, there is some dark shit happening and I just I just wish we could be like more collective and less individualistic over here in our western world. I thought this song was fascinating. Regardless of what again, line by line do I agree with everything he's saying? Maybe not. But the fact that it gives us the opportunity to have this conversation makes it a beautiful fucking song. He flows as good as everything. He brings up interesting points. It's a 4.5 on 5. And the truth is, I got no complaints. I really dig this track. It's again, I uh, got Young Pro on the beat. Um, so this track kind of is looking at your perspective and how you, what the energy you put out into the world is so to boil it down for those who just care about the quick version we follow up the idea that there's a war out there and again that there are external negative influences that are attacking you inside of uh, inside of the existence that you're in but then it goes and flips it to but what can you do so one of the things my boss my old boss at work used to bring up whenever i would be all like unhappy and i'd be like blah 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 this sucks this sucks this sucks my boss would go i'm hearing a lot of uh what's wrong in the world but what can you do to fix it and i feel like that's what he's trying to say in this track so like i can't deny the most high i've seen too many signs respect i'm completely with you there Kirino. blessings seem to come on time right when i'm in a bind literally i'm i'm really bad at like looking for apartments when i do move and always in a bind right on time god provides and it's been wonderful in so many cases in life when i procrastinated bad luck does not exist it's only in your mind can't whine about your problems if you're not will willing to grind no disputing strong trees come from deep root and the only way out of a shooting slump is to keep shooting and so he kind of goes through and lays down to basically your perspective and how you live your life is going to dictate everything um bad luck is not real like you are going to have moments where things happen and and go around but what ends up happening in life is when you're winning let's say when you're having good luck it's more you're making choices that people find attractive so you attract successful people you attract a higher quality of people to you and you make the lesser quality of people kind of go away so by shifting your entire focus internally by shifting how you see the world you become stronger and get just kind of like a better reaction out of it. it's not really luck it's just more perspective um so people will try to take it to discredit and judge your actions some days he lays up in a tub of my dissatisfaction they laughed at you and they automatically felt defeat but don't let nobody's doubt be stronger than your, your yourself retreat some people show greed uh, show behavior you can't believe blah 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 people are kind of shitty and you got to stay true to your vision and you got to make that happen for yourself and then he drops in the chorus where it's like um i got no complaints you know this came over whatever it's just a pretty good song just kind of showing appreciation for some reason the chorus wasn't there i was kind of thought it would be there but it didn't show up on genius so it's it's a pretty good thing he's got like a like I'm the other thing. 
da 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 I don't remember the words, sorry. But it's got like a good melody to it. And I just like the the way it culminates on that. But I got no complaints. And just the way it kind of lays that down. Like, I'm kind of satisfied where things are in my life. I'm appreciative and grateful. And this fits into stuff like appreciating the struggle, making you great. Understanding the complexities of life. But appreciating what you have in it, you know. If God was real, he wouldn't bring the problems in my house. When I hear that question, be what God he talk about. Because there's a God who has the supreme power, no ifs and maybes. And there's a smaller God who you see in the mirror daily. And the one who dropped you into Greece, remember, we don't acknowledge what we do to cause our own dilemmas. So we accumulate new sets of problems and new folds. You blame the most high for the bad relationships you chose. So effectively saying, over here, people... Um, basically make shitty choices choose bad friends and as a result bad things happen to them and then we blame god but god didn't make us choose all the bad things and one of the things that i really love in this verse and he goes praying for things that ain't mentally uh, ready to handle what if you did hit that million dollar lick surprise me would you have the discipline to utilize it wisely and that's some shit that really is part of like i'm grateful i didn't make a million dollars when i was 21 and i may have discovered cocaine and hoes all i'm saying is that sometimes things come in due time when you can appreciate them and make the right choices because you when you're there will attract again the right kind of guides and coaches and leaders that will get you to where you need to be um the last verse is kind of in the same vein of things you see what others have and you feel you should have had it first you may want to match his possessions but you won't match his work you hurting for that cash you resorted back to dirt they went it fast so they steal a car snatch your purse and people are ruined and you got a problem being you somebody's doing time for something they ain't even do you got your freedom due but you're not understanding this which means you whatever stress you have you got a chance to fix so he's pointing out that regardless of your jealousies and your fears and your your envy of other people's success and stuff keep in mind that there are some people that have worse circumstances as we're going to discover in a few tracks on this project and you need to appreciate that as long as you're out there and you're on your grind you can fix it you know oh no right in this song i forgot you know keep in mind that some folks are having the hardest time somebody in a grocery store got their car decline or you know some young lady lost her babies but yours made it and you know basically practicing gratitude and humility is a way to move forward and get the most out of life change that perspective and attitude and attract the right kind of energy and attention that you're needing I thought it was a pretty great song. I thought it was it was a good mindset. And like this is how all of us should be living. So I like it when K Reno's on that role model, I'm gonna be a leader tip. Anyway, uh, I gave this track a 4.75 on 5. It's great. I really like listening to it. And this is where I'm going to cut uh, part one for the album review because it's about halfway through the album. We are going to do part two. It's probably going to be about the same length of this, maybe a little shorter. That's totally fine. So I thank you for being here with me. I look forward to seeing your comments on this project, what you think about every song, what your opinions are. Did you enjoy it? Um, are you looking forward to his new album? Will you help with the transcribing effort when his new album drops? So looking forward to seeing what you think. Like the video if you did. Subscribe to the channel for more reviews. Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, Linda Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. Help us get to the next level. Get to tell us what albums to review and uh, all that good stuff. I make music myself, like I've said a couple times on this review. I've got a new album I'm working on, but you can catch me on Spotify. Holden Stefan Roy, The Alternative Grind is my latest release. Anyway, looking forward to you in part two. Live long and prosper, everyone.